What's up, independent insurance agents? Are you finally fed up with the massive amounts of time, money, resources being allocated to customer service within your agency? Is this causing your agency growth and revenue to become stagnant or even decline? The answer to this frustration is Glovebox, the premier mobile and web self-servicing solution made by successful independent insurance agents just like us, specifically for independent insurance agencies. Guys, this is the only platform with direct carrier connections. Glovebox gives your clients the power to engage within their writing carriers and you, their agency, in a single, easy-to-use platform. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast and get 20% off of your monthly subscription for life, guys, for life. This isn't an intro deal. This is for life. Schedule your demo with Glovebox today. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? We can no longer be friends, Bradley. Why is that? Podcast will probably stop after today, guys. What did I do? Bradley Flowers admitted to me not once, not twice, but three times this morning that he loves Disney World. I do. I do. Guys, let me give you a life hack, okay? Well, here's a, Can we here's talk about a, what was funny about the whole thing? Well, hold on. Let's, let's, get, right. let's get to the meat and potatoes of it first, then we'll back back up. So here's a standing order that I have in my office. If you want off for a week, okay, where you fill out your time off, whatever that's called, uh, form or whatever, and you're supposed to submit it two weeks before or, you know, sooner than that, for time off. I have two forms. I have a vacation form and I have a field trip form. Now, folks, write this shit down. This is very important. If you and your wife are going on a trip together for two, three, four, five, six, seven, two weeks, whatever it is, and it's just the two of you, then you in my office, you fill out the vacation form. If you are going on a trip with children, kids, that is no longer a vacation, doesn't matter where you go in the world, that is now a field trip. So this morning, we get into a conversation about this, and Bradley, as I'm telling everyone that I would rather ride a roller coaster at Six Flags Over Georgia while getting a colonoscopy, going on vacation with kids, Bradley busts out with, I love Disney World. Go ahead, Bradley. You were making fun of Disney World people. Yes. I I love Disney World. I personally believe, and and I I know that there's going to be some some hate mail over this. I'm sorry. That people who go to Disney World four or five times a year, there's something going on there. I'm not saying I go four or five times a year, nor would I. I'm not saying that. I go like once every two years, and I love it when I go because my my daughter has such a fun time. What's funny about the whole thing is Scott says – well, Bradley, I don't understand how you can put up with the inefficiency of mm. standing in line. Mm. And my response, which I thought was perfect, was, is I don't. I pay more for the fast pass and skip the line. 
I'm the guy that buys the fast pass for every line. I would rather overpay and get done quicker than stand there in line all day. I just got back from, from vacation in Orange Beach with my wife. I, I'm just telling everybody, I'm sure all of your kids are perfect angels, but when I'm on the beach and I see these poor parents with those like Lego looking things that you take out there and let them dig in the sand and all that, and they, it's, you've got the blue wagon and it's full all the way up like six feet high. And the blue wagon with the all brain tires. They just look miserable. They just look miserable. So every time somebody in my office fills out a time off sheet, I always ask, are you going on vacation or are we taking a field trip? And field trip is reserved for I'm taking the three kids and it's going to be putt-putt, arcade, sand in the minivan, all that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're going to need a vacation when you get home. No question. No questions asked. Guys, I am excited about today's podcast, probably as excited as I have ever been. I am about to tell you why. We have an insurance agent on this podcast today that can help you, number one. And he is one of those guys that is as soon as you meet him and you start talking to him, you realize this is somebody who is going to be uber successful in the insurance industry. Number one, he's a people person. Number two, he's scary smart. Number three, he knows his chit backwards and forwards. And so I know that he can help you. So my job is to be the conduit between the two of you or 250,000 of you and myself. And by the way, I forgot again, Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast powered by Glovebox. It's almost better that you forget it because it stands out more. I, I'm telling you, and every time I do it, it gets better and better. I'm telling you right now. Guys, I am, I am humbled, proud, honored to have this guy on the podcast today, and I want to give him the introduction that he has always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Wilmington, Delaware. He currently resides in Rocky River, Ohio. He is married to the beautiful Becca, and they have one handsome son named Carson. He is a 2012 graduate of the University of Delaware with a double major in finance and economics. He started his insurance career shortly after graduation and in 2018 joined the Hertvik Insurance Group where he focuses on small to medium-sized businesses to reduce their total cost of risk. In 2020, he was promoted to vice president and established an ownership position within the agency. Hint, hint, folks, that means he got some shit on paper that he was going to be an owner. That's right. You heard me say it. In 2019, he obtained his CIC designation, and today he continues to serve in that capacity along with volunteering his time with several nonprofits and foundations in the Ohio area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you First-time guest on the IGP. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Andrew Ryan. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. That was the most intense introduction I've ever been given my entire life. Well. Guys, with you, I'm the one that's honored. You guys, no, no, dude. You guys are hey, people, so. and by the way, before, we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. I want to say again how much I appreciate you out of the blue buying me dinner in <laughs> Boston I'm literally just sitting at this table with Bradley and some other people, 
and Andrew's sitting beside me and we're in like the hotel lobby in like a Hampton Inn or Fairfield Inn or whatever that was. And Andrew looks over at me. He's like, Super hey, man, you, you want some dinner from uh, Cheesecake Factory? And I was like, I would love – if you buy me dinner at Cheesecake Factory, there was a 37% chance I would have gone back up to your room with you. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. It doesn't take much. I can't, I can't figure out why or how Cheesecake Factory gives you the portions that they give you for the prices that they charge uh, Unbelievable. You. I think that cheesecake factories are kind of like um, money laundering mattress mattress stores. It's like really, you know, it's just the front Correct. for something else because I don't. I think sushi restaurants are right. as well. Like I, I just don't understand. Yeah, that I business. always wondered how much they make from the ads inside their menu because that's ridiculous to me. Like the fact that your menu is yeah. so big, you got ads in there. It's too, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, Seriously, Scott, I want to take you to order. <laughs> I, I finally think, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't I just say just get me something or get me what you're getting kind of thing? They, they have a, uh, a chicken pad thai there that is very, very good. Everybody listening to this knows how I feel about mm. Thai food. Um, Cheesecake Factory's chicken pad thai is really good. And I had already eaten that night. Had I known you guys were ordering Cheesecake Factory, I, pro- I think by the time the food came, I was already hungry. Yeah, only two hours. Again, so. Andrew, Andrew, last night I'm driving down. I'm driving. I'm parking my minivan. Yes, yeah, right. I drive a minivan now. Hybrid. It does have autopilot. It does have autopilot. <laughs> I, I park in my minivan. I look down at my phone. Bradley's calling. I answer the phone. He goes, you're buying me dinner tonight. You remember that last night, Bradley? He said, you're buying me. <laughs> I bought him a $100 gift certificate for Christmas, which I didn't give to him to like, March, but he calls me and that's all he says to me. You're buying me dinner tonight. So what's funny <laughs> is, uh, I went to lunch today at the Irish pub down the street with a rep from an MGA who happens to be a podcast listener. And he looked at me, he's like, where's that tie place at? You guys talk about all the time. Uh, it's still like a mind yeah. screw when you hear, Especially because, like, I don't run into that many people in Mobile that listen to the podcast. Right. So, like, when you're talking and they reference, and I'm like, "Oh, that's how you know that." It's weird. And I'm like, "Sure, that place." <laughs> Do what? You ensure that place? I don't yet. I did pull a sly one yesterday, though. I did when I was on the phone with Scott. Got everybody listen, okay? All right. This is this is how Bradley Flowers sells. Okay, I'm going to implant a thought in your mind mm. without telling you. Okay. So I, I don't know if you remember me saying this yesterday, Scott. So I'm at the Thai place while I'm on the phone with you, okay? And I'm standing there, and I happen to know the guy that's checking me out is the owner or either the owner's son-in-law, one of the two, the manager. And we wrote a restaurant yesterday. We wrote a sushi restaurant yesterday. And I'm on the phone with Scott, and I say, yeah, I wrote, I wrote a, the sushi restaurant in Nashville today. And like we were able to save them X mount, da, 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 da. and I said it purposely right in front of him to implant that thought because he knows me when I walk in, he's like, Hey Bradley. So the yep. next time that they have an insurance problem, he's like, well, this guy that comes in here three times a week. So anyway, that, that was a beautiful, you didn't tell me that part of it, but I do remember you saying that on the phone. Hey, Andrew, I got a first question out of the gate. I'm coming in hot. Are you ready? Let's do it. So, before we get to your you climbing in the DeLorean with me and talking about your your past and how you got in the insurance business and all that good stuff, what was your biggest takeaway from Boston? 
my biggest takeaway is that there's a lot smarter people than me in this world. <laughs> like just sitting there and like you guys were there, like obviously as far as marketing goes, it doesn't get much better than you guys. Um, yeah, Chris Paradiso, who obviously everyone knows. And I think a lot of people don't even really know him, but once you get to know him, holy crap, that guy's like a different level. Right. And then even like the, the tech providers who are there, right. Like cat from agency zoom, like those guys are great. Raga from Tarmaco, like they're just so many really smart people. And it's great to see, like, I mean, Bradley and I have been, how many, we've talked like three times in the past three weeks, just about trying to make technology work better for us, you know? So I think there's a lot to be gained by working together, you know, like we're, yeah, we're competitors, but not really, you know? So uh, yeah. I, I think that, that really stood out to me. Like that was, the, that was one of the first events I think I went to where I like literally felt like, Hey, everyone's trying to do something. It's everyone's a little different, you know, everyone has mm -hmm. their strengths, but it was really cool just to hear like everyone's stories, see what people were doing. Like, I mean, I felt, I didn't think like anyone hit anything during that meeting. You know what I mean? I felt mm -hmm. like everyone like was like, Hey, here's what's working for me. Here's how I do it. You know? And I thought that was really, really cool. What, what I like about events like that is it kind of can't, you know, to me, the best part about a conference is not the things on stage, yeah. just the, the conversations in between. Exactly. Um, you know, I've often said Scott and I went to 8% nation two years ago. And the only time I was in the auditorium was when we were on stage and I spent the rest of the time meeting with people with meetings lined up outside right. and events like that, the more mastermind thing where people are open sharing and there's no real agenda. Right. It really captures kind of the best of both worlds. And you can really, I mean, frankly, you can get a lot done. Like I'm working on several big things that were birthed out of Boston that I can't talk about right now that are going to be awesome. You know, so like just stuff like that is, is awesome. And getting to know people that you've only known online is really, really cool because there's this weird, like, you feel like you know them. So you kind of pick right up where you, you left, you know, like, right. like I get there and I meet Carruthers and Hanley at a brewery and then we drink one beer and then we get in the, the Uber and I'm, I'm sitting there and like Carruthers and I are just talking about whatever we were talking I'm like, wait, this is the first time we've met in person. Like, and we just <laughs> pick right up. Like there's no, like, you know, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. I think, I think my favorite part of the whole conference was, was resting easily in the knowledge that I will never be invited back to any kind of brain share or mastermind group because uh, all I, true. all I do is sit there the whole time and raise my hand and go, I don't understand what you're talking about right now. <laughs> And tell, then every them, tell them what you said. So the first thing we did when we got there was everybody went around the room and said one mistake they made in the past year. Tell them what you said. Oh, letting my wife play tackle football with my eighth grade son and <laughs> breaking both her tibia and fibula. So what uh, I was going to do, I had it planned out. So I, I strategically sat where I would introduce myself after you and Hanley and Carruthers. Mm. And I thought you were going to say you strategically placed yourself across from me so you could jump over the table and tackle me before well, that I too, said something stupid. That too. But uh, I was hoping that Hanley or Carruthers or you would mention – more like Hanley Carruthers would mention that they have a podcast. And when I introduced myself, mm -hmm. I was going to say something to the effect of, you know, my name is Bradley Flowers. I'm the owner of Portal Insurance. I'm also the co-host of the ninth most popular podcast in the insurance industry. <laughs> what about Hanley? The first time I meet him, we hug next. And about two seconds later, he's like, 
yeah, it's pretty tough being the number one podcaster in the industry. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you want to come out of the gate hot? That's fine. I love Hanley, man. He's, he's a, he's a good guy, man. It, there's, there's nobody – I've said it since the beginning. Like, he's been the most gracious guest we had. Like, he oh, came 100%. on this show when we were just getting started and yeah. really gave us a, a, hey, a bit of oomph, you know. And, and let me tell you something. He, you get him on a podcast, dude. He turns into freaking Michael Vick. He is like He got fired up at dinner the first night. You damn right he did. I love I love his passion. We're sitting at passion. separate tables and yeah. we get done and Scott says, Did you get to say anything tonight? I was like, What are you talking about? And he said, You four were just sitting there and Hanley's yelling at the table. <laughs> what about what a, before what? you guys got to Boston, you should have seen like so my I dragged my poor wife there, right? So it's me, Becca. Chris Paradiso and Ryan Handy, I'll see a table. And you know how those two guys are. So she just looks at me and she's like, Wow. <laughs> what did you get me into? Wow. <laughs> it's like my wife and I have a have a another couple that we go to dinner with often, and the, the guy's an insurance agent and the wife is not. And we're just all sitting there just going off about all the problems. And his wife's just sitting there like, <laughs> Can we talk about something other than insurance and technology? <laughs> Andrew. Talk to me. Tell me about how you got started in the insurance business and bring me up to today. And then we're going to get into some meat and potatoes of this thing. Yeah. So I think like literally most people are either like born and raised in it or they fell in my accident. Right. Like right. I, we were talking the other day, like, I don't know that I know one person who wasn't related to someone in the insurance industry. It's like, Hey, I want to do that. You know? And so I went to school. My goal was I'm working on Wall Street. You know, like that's what I wanted to do. Yep. Sexy. It's sexy. Right. I just lots of lots of commas and dollar signs, you know, that's like all you kind of see. And like I'm from the East Coast, so like New York is two hours north. So like basically the smart kids make it, the dumb kids work in the back office in, in Delaware. You know what I mean? That's really how it worked. So I graduated, obviously not one of the smart kids. So I didn't want to work in the back office. Um, I was dating my wife at the time, so she was here in Cleveland, Ohio. So ended up coming out here. One of her family friends owned a small insurance office that had, they were mostly, they're like 90% personal, 10% commercial. And they're like, hey, come do an internship with us for three months. So, you know, we can put something on your resume and then you can go back home. So I was like, huh, sure, why not? You know, I don't know anything about insurance. I wouldn't even have my own insurance policy. So I show up, first week, their commercial CSR quits. So they're wow. like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, not really, but <laughs> sure, you know? So I got in there because there, there was only one CSR, like literally like there was a lot of learning I had to do on my own, you know, like calling underwriters, asking them what coverages were, like calling underwriters about other people's policies. I'd be calling a state auto underwriter about a traveler's policy. Be like, hey, what the heck is this? You know, a bunch of really good underwriters, like the old school underwriters who are like grandfathers, you know, they're like super helpful guys. So right. did that for a couple of years, four years. And then like, I just got to the point where, I just felt like I kind of reached my ceiling there. You know, the owner's son was only a little bit older than me and they weren't big right. enough to have like two people involved really. So I was like, all right, I got to get insurance. I don't, I don't like insurance. I need to leave. Well, during that time period, perfect recruited me. So even when I came here, I came here as a commercial CSR, you know, we have a pretty good size commercial book here, but I still was like, ah, this is not for me. Like I don't like service is not fun. And I'm on the people like I can't sell anything unless I, I know inside and out, you know what I mean? Like some right. people can just sell anything to anybody. I'm not that person. Like if I know it, I can sell it. 
I don't know it, I can't wing it. So came here, the crew here was like super solid. So Scott Ewers, he was um, our president. He's, I'm still super close to him. He's like one of my good mentors. So he gave me a chance. He gave me a bunch of projects we worked on together, had a bunch of failures together, you know, nothing serious, but like the fact that he'd let me try stuff and it was cool if like it didn't work, like that was really cool. That meant a lot to get to me like to where I am today. Jack Herdvik, so he's my partner now. He's super involved with SIA, we're a master agency for them. So he knows like the carrier interaction better than anybody I know. He's because we're part of SIA, like a big part of what they do is like help set up agencies, you know? So like he's super good at like agency operations and stuff like that. So we just have a really good squad. So I've been here for three years now. Um, first two were as a commercial CSR, but then last year I made the move to um, become vice president. So I got lucky, man. It's a lot of luck. I mean, it was hard, hard work on my end, but a lot of luck, right place, right time, and great people surrounding me. What are some of the changes that you've been able to make as a now taking on a leadership role in that agency? What are some of the changes that you've been able to, to, to feel like you were a big part of since, since that time? Well, it's cool because it's funny because a lot of the changes I was able to be involved in, they let me be involved before I even had a position. Right. I mean, the stuff we've been working and that's like that's why i like this place so much like we that got is, that is so key man sorry no, for sure you. like people ask like how do you get your employees to buy into and, and, yeah. and act like they have some ownership it, you bring them in into decision making yeah you know a lot of the thing and this is not to pat ourselves on the back but a lot of the things that happen in portal we all sit around this table that i'm sitting at right now and we go oh, what do you think about this yeah right you know, I had somebody approach me about a, a, some sponsorship at the YMCA the other day. I was like, okay, I'm going to run that by my team and I'll let you know what we think. Right. That's a hundred percent it, man. Like, and that's what I love about our organization. Like one of our commercial CSRs, like she started as a, she was our receptionist, you know, she mm -hmm. was a commercial processor. Now she's a small business CSR. She'll probably move up again. You know what I mean? So like when you have that kind of organization where like, and let me do, I will state one thing, like we're benefited by the fact that we're a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Like we're not huge, but we're big enough that there is upward mobility. Cause I think right. like, that, like when you're really small, there's not too much you can do for the, your CSR, right? Like what are they going to do after that? You know, there's only so much you can do. The good thing is that we're big enough here that people have the opportunity to move up. And I think even before me, I think that people like the people in the control were very good at figuring out who was deserving of moving up, you know, mm -hmm. but, as far as stuff we're working on, man, like the, like I said, we've been working on a lot of crazy things. So um, I know Bradley, I think both of you guys talked about Arius Analytics, like utilizing those guys is going to be absolutely insane. We've been working on a lot of not only using them, but kind of like building automation around their insights. So that's Correct. part of what we're doing. Hey, we found out yesterday, we don't even have freaking rocket referrals connected to Donna right now. That's how far behind we are. Well, so we, we got a long way to go. Guys. I, dude, I got to throw this out here just so the next Vertifor person who goes through this crap, I hope it's easier than my time. Like I, they got to straighten up their stuff because I'm not even joking. It took us almost 60 days to get set up. And I think it took probably like 16 hours with. No, it was five days, I think. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Um, no, Arius is great, man. Some of the, I mean, you know, we've only been on it two weeks and some of the things we've gotten from an analytical standpoint with our book is, yeah. is just phenomenal. And, yeah. and we, we haven't really even started using it from a proactive standpoint, mm -hmm. but kind of the way, the way I describe it to people who've asked is, 
your reporting in your management system is giving you historical data. Yeah. Right? Arius is giving you futuristic data. Right. And one of the coolest things for me is the foresight feature on there, yeah. which allows me to compare what's it like 10 or 11 different metrics yeah. of my agency with all the agencies on Arius, which is pretty sweet. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's crazy. It, you know, what's really cool. Like there's so many ways to use that tool, you know, like, yeah. so Chris Paradiso walked through like kind of how he uses it. The way he uses it is like 1000% different than how we're going to use it. You know what I mean? Because he's a nutcase and calls every personal client every year. Like, right. we're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like we can't do that. So we're using it to really steer our, con- like figure out who we want to contact, focus on the people who are either unhappy with us or the people who are very happy with us and want to buy more, you know? So we're just trying to get more strategic with that relationship because I mean, time is the most valuable thing that I think we have in our agency, you know, and not just your time, like your employees time. Right. So that's, that's a big thing working with Tarmica. Like I'm pretty tight with those guys. So that's another big thing. Like it made small business really profitable for us again and their personalized product is going to be wild. So shout out to them. We've been working pretty closely with those. Fingers crossed, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting on Tarmica personal lines for two years. Do it. It's going to be nuts. I'm telling you, it is going to be nuts. So well, it's, it's going to be next level. Right. And, and then, and then you, you know, it's, I think, I think we're all in the industry kind of waiting on Tarmica to come out with this personal lines mm-hmm. guys, if you don't know, cause I know, you know, some people, sometimes we as being in that little group of whoever we're talking about right now, I guess sometimes we forget that the 250,000 insurance agents out there that are listening to this podcast don't have access to things that we have access to. So sometimes I think we forget that it, we have to kind of, you know, explain to them more about what we're talking about. Well, so People don't understand the difference in a Tarmica Raider rating yeah. versus everything else that's out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Tarmica is not a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. No, they're not. It's not. This is not what this is. When Tarmica hits critical mass, where they are as popular as some of the other personal lines, you know, Raider competitors, and people actually see the difference. I mean, it's like literally, no offense to anybody else, it's like literally comparing an iPhone to a BlackBerry. Yeah. yeah, the BlackBerry works, but this this other thing is so far out of left field and so much more efficient because you're talking about a direct API connection. You're getting the rate. The rate is the rate is the rate. There's no bridging to the carrier. There's no loading the rates in and it estimating, and you have to start the quote back over in Progressive. Right. The rate is the rate is the rate. And when that happens, the carriers that do not get on that platform, it is going to be game over at some point. They're going to be scrambling to jump on that platform because they're going to be losing business in droves to the carriers that are on there. If Tarmica hits critical mass where the easy links and the PL Raiders are. And the reason that is, is because of the ease of quoting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the carriers that, Tarmica based their UI and UX on is a carrier that I write with. If you ask my team which carrier they hate the most, they would probably all say this one carrier. They're a second largest carrier because they make it super easy to do business with them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen is even, you know, let's say that you're XYZ carrier and you're not on Tarmica and this one over here is, and the XYZ carrier is the more preferred. The people are still going to default to this one because yeah. they can quote it super fast over well, here versus and, having to enter the information multiple times over here. Yeah. Right. No, a hundred percent. And like, so the other thing I think, which you alluded to is like their, their third party APIs where they're enriching that data, you know, it's just so much better than what like other people are using, you know? So I think what's going to happen is the rest of the market's going to, going to level up. That's what's going to happen. It's not that the other Raider companies are going to become obsolete. It's Mm -hmm. that they're going to have to level up. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the problem is that, like you said, they got to reach critical mass, but I'm not sure when this podcast is getting released, but there's some pretty big stuff coming down the pike with those guys. So, I think that'll help them get to critical mass a lot faster than. Yes. So, Andrew, I had a big reason for having you on this podcast today. Because I bought you dinner. Exactly. Because <laughs> you bought me Cheesecake Factory and I owe you one. Send Scott, <laughs> if you want to be on the podcast, send Scott a Cheesecake Factory <laughs> gift card. You're welcome. Scott. I'm all over it. You know, I'm it's funny. One day I tweeted that the way to my, I said, vendors, the way to my heart and to get a demo send me t-shirts and i got like three t-shirts in the mail the next day (laughs) so andrew what i want all the agents listening to this to do is i want them to pull over wherever they are right now they need to pull over on the side of the road they need to go close their office door they need to stop everything they're doing if they're trying to multitask and i need them to listen to what we're about to talk about so David Carruthers has had a couple of posts uh, lately on Facebook mentioning me, and I, I, th- I feel compelled and led to tell everybody kind of what he's talking about. So he keeps talking about Scott Howell's analogy of Aunt B's special sauce, right? And so for a while now, I've been on this kick where I've said that I'm just about tired of insurance agents getting on podcasts and not giving all 12 ingredients of Aunt B's special spaghetti sauce. You know, you go to Aunt B and you say, Aunt B, you got the best spaghetti sauce in the industry, the best I've ever had. Can you please give me the recipe? Oh, yeah, I'll give you the recipe. No problem. Be happy to. So you go home. You make Aunt B's special spaghetti sauce, and you go to eat it, and it tastes like shit. You go back to Aunt B, and you're like, Aunt B, what? You're my favorite aunt. Why Why? Why does my spaghetti sauce not taste like yours? And come to find out, she didn't want to give you the whole recipe. She just wanted to give you about 10 ingredients of the recipe. So I told David that story while we were up in Boston, and he liked it. And so he's kind of run with it, right? In fact, I think I said it in the middle of class. In regards to myself. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I included you into that. But, but so, so here's, here's what I'm going to uh, talk about for just a minute. And we're not going to deep dive into this today, but I keep hearing rumblings, okay? Heard it up in Boston from you, Andrew. Heard it from some other people. Not going to mention names. Not going to talk about it. But I keep hearing about freaking referral partners. And all you got to do is take them to breakfast and talk about them and, and, and not talk about yourself and help them with problems. Now, I get that building relationships is key in this industry, no matter what you do. But the thing that I keep hearing that nobody seems to want to talk about except Scott Howell is I keep hearing agents partnering. And when I mean partnering, I don't mean 
I don't mean just like uh, helping them with some Facebook ads. I mean partnering with potential referral partners in a business relationship, okay? Now, we're not going to deep dive into this. We're not going to talk about specifics of what y'all are doing up there or anything like that. But talk just a minute about kind of what you guys have done in kind of a, in broad terms. Yeah. Guys, I hope you're listening to this because this is something I keep hearing rumblings about from different people in the industry that I'm like, wait a minute. Why ain't nobody talking about this? Right. So I think that. First thing I'm going to throw out there is, first of all, as far as getting this thing started, I had little to nothing to do with this first thing. So this was in the, it's been in the worst for a long time because this, this crap is not drop off donuts at your right. dream get referrals. Like that's not what it is, you know? So what we managed to do, Scott Ewers, I mentioned earlier, one of his good buddies has been in the real estate industry a long time. And like, right. He's a, pretty high up person who can make some moves, you know, so he knows right. everybody. So basically what we did, um, and it's funny because he had actually gotten his insurance license. I don't even know why, like years ago. So basically he'd already been involved with us. He had a couple of commercial accounts that were just kind of sent on the books and I'm sure over beers in Florida or something like that, they came up with this crazy idea where they're like, Hey, there's gotta be a way to work with these like big real estate powerhouses. There's gotta be something, you know? So what they did is like, they really leaned on Scott's buddy and they're like, Hey, look, you're going to be the guy who goes out there. Like Scott, Scott goes with them, you know, Scott's the insurance guy. And like the, the problem is like one thing that I think people try to skip over is that you got to have your stuff in house straightened first. Right. You know what I mean? Like we have a pretty good reputation in our area, you know, like right. we're not like, we're not AJ Gallagher or anything like that. Right. But like in, in our local area, like people know us and they know we're like, a pretty decent side of the agency and we know what we're doing. You know, we got a good reputation. So I think that's number one. Like you got to have that before you're trying to go to these big guys. You can't just knock on the door one day and expect them to answer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the key is the relationship, but the relationship building is completely different and you can't overcomplicate it, you know? Like what makes the world go round? Relationships. Relationships and money, right? Correct. Correct. Those are the two things. So like, the guys who are at the helm of these real estate things, like these guys are loaded, you know, like different level of loaded. So like when you're talking money with them, like a couple of thousand dollars here, there's nothing to them. Like, right. It's like pennies for me. You know what I mean? So 25, like $25 Starbucks gift cards, not really yeah, yeah, blowing like, their honestly, bell bottoms like, up. That's like, what seriously. I tell agents all the time because people will post in insurance groups. They'll be like, Hey, what do you guys do? You guys get $50 gift cards. I'm like, this lender just made $2,500 doing this loan. They do not give a crap right. about your $50 gift card. Right. Uh-huh. right. So I think the key is like, you got to build that, build the relationship first of all. But then on the back end, what we did and we made sure we did is like our processes behind the scenes were like, like we got that stuff down, you know, like Bradley knows like we're still working on some of, some of this stuff, but like we have a process which like, I mean, if you're working with a lender, like, you know, they need that evidence of property insurance, like instantly, right? Right. So whatever you can do, whether you're working with Tarmica, another Raider, whatever you're doing, like, you got to be able to turn that stuff around quick. Like the, the old days of I'll get back to you in two days. You can't do that crap anymore. How, how are you guys turning it around so fast? What's your, not, you know, without so, getting into your whole process. No, I can't, I can, I'll go into the, a little bit into that. So like, we got lucky first of all. So Scott's kid is, his name's Griffin. He had just graduated from Kent State in the middle of COVID, you know, so 
he didn't want to do insurance either. He always told his dad he didn't want to do insurance. Sure. Well, COVID happens. Guess what? He's doing insurance. Right. We had him as a processor last summer when we had just launched all this stuff. And he's like, why the heck are you guys doing this? This is stupid. Like, <laughs> like so he's like building bots to plug in information and do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, mind blown. I'm like, holy crap. Like, we can fly through these raiders in two seconds. Mm. Well, then we found out, like, hey, we got Tarmica, right? So Tarmica is going to be a key for us. But, like, you got Tarmica and you basically we got all these leads coming in. Like, so we're, we're talking thousands of leads a month we got flowing in. They come, they come in on a daily basis, right? So we basically had Griffin build a hub, which we jokingly call Squid because everything's named after a freaking animal now. So we got, we got him to build this thing, Squid, that connects to our partners' management systems. The leads come in. We basically scrub them there. So we eliminate everything we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I, that I hope ours is going to help with us is like lead scoring. You know, we're not quite to that point yet, but hopefully we can start lead scoring. Mm-hmm. But we segment all this stuff. We've got automation built out that like we target high level, high net worth people differently than other, you know what I mean? Like right. the under a hundred thousand our house, like we'll still write it, but we're not going to focus on that. You know what sure. I mean? So, sure. so we got all that stuff broken down. And like, I think the key for us was realizing that like, yeah, we could have gone the like, even the, the old school big agent is to like hire a bunch of telemarketers and just call the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. But like we're, what we're able to do with like limited salespeople with automation is crazy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're talking about like, are you utilizing to, are you utilizing vas as well yeah so we literally just started actually that's what i've has been helping me out a little bit with that stuff so um we had just started using vas in the back end um right. kind of make that onboarding process really easy for our sales people because we got to the point where they hit a ceiling right and like there's only so much that you can sell then talk to the bank issue make sure that the freaking effective day changes three times and you got to redo everything. You know how you guys know how it works. Right. So getting that off, like I, I think the VAs are going to have, we're still working on training. So it's a little early yet, but I'm, I'm seeing probably like a 30% increase in productivity just from using the VAs. I would, I would agree. I would agree. You know? So yeah, the VAs are big, but technology, I think technology is like, technology is key, you know? Right. Now, like we're never going to be a tech company. You know, we're not, we're not trying to play that game. I know some agents out there are way more techie than we are. And they're probably laughing about what I'm talking right now. But like just the fact that we're trying to shuffle information without manually keying it is, is it's big for us. It saves so much. Here's manually. the thing with something like that though. I've seen your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. You know, and I know there's people out there that critique some of the stuff I do and talk about. But I'm sitting in a real agency that's putting numbers out. Scott's sitting in a real agency that's putting numbers out. Andrew's sitting in a real agency that's putting huge numbers out. So who cares, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's working, it's yeah. working. Not, it's not. And it's literally that binary. Right. right. Well, and I, think, I think it is. And I think that the key is that, like, there's a lot of, and this is, I, I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but, like, there's a lot of people who, are an older generation who think things need to be done a certain way still, you know? And to be honest with you, like, I can't even argue with those guys because you're 65, you, you're like a one person got a receptionist and one CSR and you got like a $5 million book. Like you did well for yourself. You made a lot of money for yourself. So I got nothing to say about that. But 
the way we do things here, like everything needs to be able to scale. Like whatever I do today, I need to be able to do it 10 times tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I well, think in the, in the old way of doing things, there's definitely something to be said for that. Right. For sure. It works, for sure. but it's kind of like the insurance distribution system with, with right. agents, right? It's still here because it works. It doesn't mean you can't take things from that 65 year old agent and mm-hmm. modernize it and Very make true. it better. Very true. Yeah. Like I'm a firm believer in like relationships. So like Brad, we were talking about what kind of like utilizing videos within automation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, cause like the key to automation is not to replace people is to make your people focus on the things which we need people to focus on, which is our mm-hmm. customers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's what a lot of people here, even like when we first started doing stuff internally, but a couple of people in our office are like, oh my goodness, like you're going to like automate me out of a job. You know, right. that's not what we're trying to do at all. Like yeah. honestly. I, that's like, what I that's tell what people about VAs. It's like my VAs do not, like, like, if, like if my VAs didn't exist, I wouldn't have extra people filling those roles. Yeah. My people here are just a lot less stressed yeah. than they would be if we did not have them. Same with the automation. Yeah. Well, the and funny I think, thing is and like, too, it's like, you know, like we text a lot of our customers, Okay. And people are like, but you're not building a relationship. I'm like, bull crap. Right. right. That's how people communicate now. They, they probably they feel like they need me better way more than Ron, who made him come sit down at his desk once a year and do a policy review and try to sell them life insurance and increase their limits. Where, you know, we have so many, cut, not so many, but we have customers that leave us and they'll come back. And the reason is I can just text you and you'll handle it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even look at like, I love that little community thing that you do, Bradley. But like, it's funny because like, I mean, I Wait, felt what's, like the I commu- what's the community thing? I'm not even involved in the community thing. It's just a little text list. Great. I'm not even on it. No, but seriously, like, like you didn't know me. I referred my freaking brother to you. And I, so you're my brother's insurance agents in, in Huntsville. I'll remind I, po- <laughs> I apologize. Where I'm, located, where I'm located, guys, by the way. No, but seriously, but seriously, like, I felt like I knew you just because we had communicated like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you've. I think that relationship thing is just different now, you know, and that there's people who are our age who are doing crazy things. And I, like, I'm not talking about within the church industry. I'm just like, you got people like, like, look at, look at rags from Karmica. That kid's like, what, 27, 28. That's like yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? So like people, people who are in our generation are like taking over for the generation, which means everything needs to kind of shift, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know millennials get trashed a lot, but like, it doesn't change that things are going to need to happen differently. So, Andrew, let's get to the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about relative right, to this. So, we've got our processes, our automation down. We have to have those down right. to handle the inflow of data that's coming your way relative to leads and things like that. But the way that this thing kind of shook out and you talked about Scott having a relationship with somebody yeah. that was pretty big dog in the real estate world. Right. You were not you, but the agency that you worked for yeah. partnered with this real estate conglomerate firm, whatever we want to call it, whatever it was. Right. And referral partner right. and formed kind of a business partnership outside of the normal joint hey yeah 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 so like there's just like and i would really caution a lot of people before you just go running into this stuff because 
legally, you got to do things right, you know, and there's laws. And I want to say that there's laws for a reason. To be honest with you, I can't even complain too much about them because if it was easy, everyone would do it. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So like, obviously these laws are helping me out, you know, but they're very, they're crazy. Like we, we got hooked up with a really good lawyer too, who knows this RESPA stuff inside and out, you know, but like, there's a lot of hurdles that you got to go through and it's not like, and you gotta be really careful because I'm like, there's some serious jail time if you screw around with something. Sure. Sure. And we, like, I'm always an opinion. Like I don't play in gray areas. You know what I mean? Like if something's like, eh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not going to do it because right. it's, it's not worth, not worth that to me, you know? So we were, when I say we, once again, I'm taking credit for other people. And your work. competition will turn you in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's who will turn you in. But, but what I will say is, look, after you get that first one and you're like, show that you can do this crap, scaling this stuff is easy. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like now people almost like, I don't want to pretend like people are banging down our door, but we got, a line of people waiting on us to do something with them now, you know, and that's pretty crazy. So, right. so you just got to get it down the first time. And like I said, like you got to make sure everything's structured legally mm-hmm. to where you can do this. It's kind of like the whole Jack Ma thing. I guess I said that name, right? Where I think, I think it was Jack Ma, maybe the, the Alibaba guy. Yeah. Has like multiple businesses yep. and he's, 49% partner in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked him why he gives up so much equity and he said, everybody wants to do business with me. Right. right. Well, I've been hearing rumblings in the industry and you are 1000% correct. This is not something that is for the faint at heart. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go out and you're going to partner from a business relationship with whatever referral partner you want to try to referral partner with, beyond donuts and pens and how can I run some Facebook ads to help you or whatever, you better get ready and hire a damn good corporate attorney and you better have your shit buttoned up tight before. And here comes the second part of that. If it is a major player in whatever industry they are in, then you better be able to stand and deliver because that partnership from a business standpoint is not going to work if they're sending you this big inflow of yeah. of potential customers your way and, and and not not only will that not work like it will end badly these, <laughs> these guys these guys are big enough that like if our relationship ends badly like right. that like everyone knows each other you know how it is sure, sure. But, like all our other referral partners are you know gone. I mean like, it's it's gone it's all right. so you can't you get one shot at this stuff. Fortunately, the guys we're with, like, the cool thing is, like, the guys we're with, the main guy is, like, he's, like, us in his space. Like, he's right. all about technology, you know, which made kind of, like, melding our technology together really easy. But, like, he's at the top of his game, which right. best, like, makes our job easier, you mm. know. Mm. So, we got some really good partners who are really understanding. Like, we definitely had starting this thing was not easy. Like, it's super rocky in the beginning. But, I mean, we always joke, right? So I use um, Credit Karma, right? That's just like a, a random app I use. Right. Probably like once a week, Credit Karma says something about like a auto insurance to me. You know what I mean? Right. There is agencies, and you'll be surprised. There's agencies on the other side of a lot of these deals, you know? And most yep. of them are the big boys. 
hey, I just bought a brand spanking new 2021 Toyota Sienna minivan, okay, about a month ago. I'm sitting at my desk in my office two days after I buy it, and I get this email from Toyota Motor Company. Well, it's, for, it's from Toyota, and I thought, well, I better open this, you know, see what it is. It's a damn email from the Toyota Insurance Agency. Right. Wanting me to insure my Sienna with the Toyota Insurance Agency. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is a lot of crazy stuff. And, like, a lot of that stuff is direct to carriers or with the you call them? agencies. Should have. You should have. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, these some bitches got every damn bit of information. I, I financed it through Toyota. So, you mm-hmm. know... It would have probably been – I probably need to go back and do that because I still got the email. I moved they, my you, payroll. Go ahead. Sorry. They, 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 pro, they probably would have clicked about three buttons and I would have had insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it – like even for us, like I'm telling you, like – and I kind of showed Brad a little bit of our back end, but like the crazy thing is when you partner with these – if you partner with the right people, the amount of information you need, especially when you have something like Karmica, for example, like I got it all. You know, right. so I'm literally just pushing this right through and, you know, mm-hmm. we can quote it with less than three clicks of the button. Like right. literally, like, so how our system is set up is like it goes to that squid thing. By the time it ends up in front of our salesperson, it's quoted 50% of the time. I got a quote in front of them before they're even, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's I moved my payroll over to a payroll company a couple months ago, another, another payroll company. And I get a phone call and I talked to the sales rep about us handling some work comp for some of his clients. And I got an email such and such from the payroll company set is, is calling and it wasn't the rep. It was somebody else about workers comp. And I was like, Oh, they're, you know, so I call him back very naively. And, uh, he was like, Hey, yeah, I was talking about like getting your set up for your workers comp and da da da. And nothing, if you're trying to sell to me B2B, nothing's going to piss me off more than if I can tell you have not Googled my company before you call. And I was like, man, look, you know, we sell workers comp, so I wouldn't be interested. And then he like doubled down and I was like, look, this is a great way to ensure that I never send any of my clients to you ever for payroll services, by the way. Right. Yeah. Anyway, You know, they're getting a hefty kickback from somebody. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure. So, well, I know for the listening audience out there right now, this may sound a little disjointed. Because all of us on this call right now, on this Zoom call, this podcast, are picking and choosing our words very carefully, okay? We are trying our best to stay within the lines. We are not. uh, There's certain things we can say, certain things we can't say. But just know this. There are agents out there that are figuring this out. And it is not donuts and it is not pins. It is business relationships, outside of what we would think the normal business relationship get, is relative. Get your beak wet. That's what Scott says. Yeah, we're right. And, 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 so, and, and don't discount technology, man. Like, I think if you can provide, like, like if you go to a mortgage company and right. you're like, hey, I'm getting your EOIs, EPIs, whatever you want to call them. I'm getting those back to you instantly. You know, like you send me that information, bang, here's a quote, done. You know, like if you can shrink that, waiting period right like that is money to those guys like we talked about earlier time is money you know so you shrink that down for them you are saving them so much money so there's really like there's so many things you can do and so many ways you can do it and to be honest with you like 
I'm not sure that there's a secret sauce. Everyone has a different secret sauce. You know what I mean? So like anyone can do this stuff. It's just, there's no, there's no silver bullet. If there yeah. was a silver bullet, it would be strategic relationships. Yeah, exactly. And th- like I said, like I got lucky here for sure. Like mm-hmm. we kind of had that stuff in place, but as far as like getting it done, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. work. You got a lot of things you need to get straight on your side. Well, and, and, and a lot of critical thinking and a lot of, uh, a lot of very open and honest conversations as well. I mean, guys, listen to me. There is a reason why Scott is recording this podcast inside his office, which is inside a commercial, the largest commercial broker in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Now, if you have half a brain in your head, you will figure out why Scott's office and his podcast studio is inside a commercial brokerage. Now, I don't have a business relationship to the point of us having to go hire a $50,000 corporate attorney to draw LLC documents outside of I protect insurance and financial services yet. Let me say that word yet, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you it might not happen one day because it may, but I was smart enough that when I had the opportunity to come inside the niche that we play in and be on the same damn hallway that they're on, I took it. Right. So all this stuff is a volume play, right? Like, right. Like what you need to do today, like, you always hear agents talk about like what commissions used to be, you know, like right. 15 years ago and stuff like that. Like this stuff is a volume play. The only way you can move in volume is to make sure your technology is on point. Right. So yep. got to get that done. Got to get those relationships nailed down. Yep. You can do a lot. Absolutely. Andrew, I want you to leave these agents with one other thing for me before we go today. I know Bradley's on a hard stop here in a little while, a few minutes. Hey, help these agents out. What is the one thing? Nine minutes ago. It's okay, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I apologize. I, for it's some okay. reason, I was thinking I was thinking 445. It's okay. So, Andrew, help these agents. So, you've gotten a lot of experience. You've been in the industry since around 2013 time, time yeah. period. Pretty good while. Pretty good while. And you're a critical thinking guy. You're a, you're a guy that's going to be, be able to help them out here. What is one thing, if you could just impart some knowledge on them that's just really helped you in the, in the world of insurance that you could impart on them to help these agents out beyond what we've already talked about, which yeah. I know they're having to read between the lines to some degree, but hopefully they're smart enough to figure out what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I think there's two things. The, the first thing I did, especially recently, when, like once I got into like more of a position that, that I could I'm not saying do whatever I want, but I could make things happen when I wanted to. Right. Um, first thing I did was made sure like I, I went to literally probably the smartest person I know in our industry. And I was like, Hey, I want you to mentor me. And it, it, was, right. it was almost awkward because I didn't even know him that well, but I was right. like, I, I want to know what you know. And not just in the church, just like business in general. I was like, I want to know everything. That, I want to learn everything I can from you. Right. And the same thing with Scott in, in my office. I said, look, I know like things are changing here, but like I want to meet with you like once or twice a month and just like talk through what would you have done here? You know what I mean? Mm. What do you see happening next? Because I think 
I think the number one thing is like you don't need to recreate the wheel most of the time. Like there's right. a lot of people like I mean, I've been picking Bradley's mind constantly recently about kind of like some of his processes that he has in the back end. And there's so many things that people have already built. And if you put things together, like it's like puzzle pieces. You know, I feel like all of us have like a different piece of this puzzle. And I think putting that together and just relying on relationships that yeah. we have, like that's the number one thing. Yeah. The number two thing, I'm going to leave you with two things. So the second thing that I did, getting that CIC from me was huge. Yeah. I would tell you like, and I don't, I don't like waving at people's faces or anything like that. But like for me, I don't think I understood insurance really tight. Finish that. You know, I'm not saying right. I, I definitely still don't understand insurance. Let's be serious to any of us. But at the same time, like I, I knew all these little packets of information, but I didn't know how to connect it. So, sure. so making sure you know what you're talking about and, and getting with the right people and kind of building something, you know, like that's, that's why I'm talking to you guys. Like I love learning from you guys. I listen to your podcast all the time because I want to hear what you guys know. And I want to hear who you're talking to. Cause I know you right. guys have people on here just talking. You know? So, so to your point, and I'll leave everybody with this. So Andrew just talked about learning from other people. So we just spent two days in Stratford Springs, Connecticut, not with Chris Paradiso, not with Chris Paradiso, with his team. And all we did for two days was go over process and procedure. That's it. That's all we went over. Now, Chris was around. Chris, you know, took Justin to ice cream one day, and they spent a little bit of time together. But to your point, and the reason we had to do that is because we are quickly approaching the $10 million in premium mark, right? We're, we're probably maybe there before the end of the year. And we know that once you hit a certain level, if you don't have your shit dialed in, the wheels are going to start falling off. And let me explain what I mean by that. Your stuff's going to start going out the back door as fast as you can get it in the front door because you, you, you just don't have the processes in place to be able to manage that much premium. And Chris has got a whole lot more premium than that. But you've got to – and he just called me at lunch today, and we had a 30-minute discussion about this. doesn't matter what size your agency is. Half a million dollars, $10 million, $50 million, $100 million. The quicker that you can get all those processes in place on the front end, it's probably easier to do it half a million dollars in premium, right? Sure, for sure. Because then it just you're, you're able to, to grow that much faster – and when I talk about processes, I'm talking about every single thing they do, there is a process for, and everybody in their agency has buy-in. There is nobody in their agency that doesn't buy in. They're all doing it the same way. And then you, and then you sprinkle in some automation with that. You're deadly, man. You are deadly. There's a reason that there's not a lot of agencies between – Scott, I'm sure this is going to happen for you guys. There's a reason that people aren't really between that 10,000, 50,000 limit. You know what I mean? Because right. if you get it right, you're going to be 50. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If you get it wrong, right. you're going to be five. Yeah, you right. Know, you know, right. so like, and I, it comes down to processes, getting that stuff right. And I don't think there's anything better than Chris Perry still at that kind of stuff. No, there's yeah. not. There's probably not. I'll tell you somebody else that's good with process and procedures, Bradley Flowers. He's better than I am at it. <laughs> 
I'm probably one of the worst. That's why we're having to go somewhere else and figure it out. Bradley's deadly because he's he's great on the process side, and then he's also got the automation side figured out through relationships that he's had, like Chris and other people. And Amazing what a lot of screw ups can 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 birth. Uh, well, and that's what every that's what everybody. In fact, Chris said, Chris Paradiso said that to me at lunch today. He said, "You don't you don't have any idea how much we screwed up over here. You don't have any idea." Right. But well, but yeah, my, like yesterday this whiteboard behind me is eight feet long. It was top to bottom, left to right, completely full with one of our processes from start to finish. Right. And it's a process that works pretty good, but we're trying to figure out and take it from here to here. Right. So we're trying to shorten that process to yeah. save time. So it's also never resting on your laurels, no pun intended, and looking for inefficiencies in that process and making it better and not getting uh not getting comfortable with what you're doing yeah i think uh the biggest part of this whole thing is when you do do what we just did in stratford springs Mm -hmm. is the actual implementation coming back implementing all right coming back implementing and then getting buy-in from everybody and then going back and double checking triple checking to make sure people are doing it right auditing monthly audits on what people are putting in your uh, AGM system. That's going to be one of our big processes moving forward where we do an audit of each producer based on what they sold to make sure they're putting all the needed information into our system. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Guys, I hope you got something out of this podcast today. Andrew, we love you. Anytime you want to come back on, call me. Call Open Bradley. Invitation. You're on. Open invitation. That was fun. That was a lot of fun, guys. I want to apologize to our listening audience that we probably couldn't go through some things that maybe you would like for us to go through, but I feel very confident we covered enough ground for hopefully for you guys to read between the lines on a lot of what we were talking about today relative to some some things that I hadn't heard a whole lot of people talking about. So I hope you got something out of this today. I know you did. I know you did. And Bradley, maybe you need – Maybe you need to take me to Disney World sometime. I've never Let's been go to Disney World. I've never been, but maybe maybe. And see how you gonna judge something you you've never been to? I, I went when I was like seven or eight, and then I just took Wyatt down to Orlando to uh, what's it called Universal a few years. See, that's ago. worse. Same, same thing. No, same thing. no, Universal's worse. Mm. Disney has it figured out. They've okay. Figured out. I may stand corrected, guys. I'm at every park, but manage every park, but uh, Magic Kingdom has alcohol. So there's, you have to remember that. There's that problem. You go to you go to Magic Kingdom first because that's when you're your most excited, and then you do the rest of them later. There you go. See, they do sell it at Be Our Guest Restaurant. They do sell it there. Gotcha. I think Andrew, thank you for being on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Guys, as I will close every single podcast, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Stop looking at down TPS reports. Stop looking at down scorecard bonuses. Stop doing all this other stuff and go out into the big bad world and build relationships. Build big relationships. (laughs) Build relationships, guys. And make money for your family, for your wife, your kids' college fund, your parents that are struggling, your husband. Make money for them. Figure out what your why is and go out there and do it for them because 
Somebody's got to do it, and ain't nobody else going to do it but you. So get ready. That's happening. And write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you too, Thanks, brother. man. Thanks, Ryan. Guys, Ryan, thanks, were- Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at your name, and I saw Ryan. Thank you, Andrew, Ryan. We appreciate you being on the podcast. Guys, we love all of you very much, and we appreciate you so much. Hit that like button, subscribe, and uh, come back and see us next week, and we'll come back and get after it again. And uh, while, while we're away from each other, though, go out there this week and play like champions. We love you. Take see care. You guys. See you guys. Thanks, Andrew. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.